Got nine minutes to maximize your travel and casino experience? Welcome to ZorkCast, powered by Travel Zork, helping you travel smarter, gamble smarter, and maximize your adventures. From airline miles and hotel points to living in the lap of luxury in a Las Vegas casino, you'll find all the knowledge you need to travel in style. Brought to you in nine minutes or less. Now, please welcome the host of ZorkCast, Michael Mason Traeger. Hi, welcome back to Zorkast. Today, Jeff B. returns as a guest on the show, and this is a continuation of our last episode where we were talking about how Jeff got into miles and points and opportunity cost and value of points. As we said in the last episode, Jeff is a casino gaming expert and also owner of Action Currency, and we'll put all those links in the show notes. So let's carry on with the next part of this episode. So, Jeff. Jeff, where did we leave off? Well, I was asking, like, you know, these life flat, you know, seats. Personally, they've been cursed for me. I've had like two or three times where I've actually booked flights where I would get a life flat first class and went through that in American. And it's like an out of like Chicago. And then you go out, then you come back from the gate. And at least I get to see like a minute of the movie and like relax a little bit. But I've never, I don't think, done an entire flight on that stuff. But you're, you're like the expert. But I know that you can either it's a really easy to sleep in, especially if you're like under six feet. And but if you're but if you're awake, you know you get all the food and all the cool beverages and all the attention you want. So if you've got like a round trip, you don't value these things equally. Would you rather have the really good night's sleep and not lose a day of your life, or would you rather just have fun, like having a little booze and watching TV and whatever during the day? Well. I can't give a, a direct answer, a, an absolute answer on that. One of my problems is mostly all of these years traveling between the East Coast of the U.S., between Amsterdam, between Amsterdam and the East Coast and London and the East Coast, that these are very short flights. The average flight from Boston, which is my number one city to fly from, to Amsterdam or London is just about six hours. It could be actually slightly less than six hours or about six and a half hours. So if you want to talk about the amount of time that you can maximize for sleep, you are incredibly lucky because you can't be in the reclined sleeping mode during takeoff and landing. You're incredibly lucky to get four hours of sleep, of, of good sleep. So that's always... It's always a little bit of a tricky part of it, but I've managed, you know, because I've done it often enough to be able to get through the meal service or sometimes even skip the meal service or just have a very small part of it at the beginning meal service and get that full four plus hours of sleep. And I pretty much so always skip the breakfast service just because there is no time in those flights to have a, a dinner and a breakfast. And if you think about it, let's call the flight six and a half, seven hours. It's a little odd to eat dinner and then to sleep for a couple of hours and then eat breakfast. It's like the two meals are sort of crashed together. So well, that's I, like my life in coach. So you know. yeah. So I, I've I've been able to do that. The other thing that's actually a really another really good point is, and this is something that a lot of the airlines from the East Coast do. They're doing a very good job. Like British Airways in Boston really upgraded the lounge. You could get a really nice dinner in the lounge. 
prior to the flight. And they're doing this at JFK also. And then you have an arrivals lounge where you can take a shower and get a nice breakfast. And what that's allowing you to do is basically get on the plane and go to sleep. So, but the whole problem with that is you lose out on the entire food and beverage passenger experience. And that is obviously something you get in the daytime. Now, I enjoyed that when I did, I did, uh, a couple months ago, Singapore Suites on the A380 from Frankfurt to JFK. And that flight was just about, just about eight hours. And that was a daytime flight. And I was able to taste, there were only in the suites cabin, I think there were a total of four or five people. Two of them were sleeping the entire time. So I had three or four flight attendants and I was able to sample the entire wine list (laughs) as well as all of the champagne (laughs) and everything. And it was a daytime flight, which I don't, you know, when I'm flying back to the United States, when I'm flying West, I don't want to sleep on those flights because I want to have as little sleep that day as possible so that I can adjust to the time zone and go to sleep at night. So I think it depends a a little bit on how you want to look at it. I mean, I would say if you ask me to choose, I enjoy, I enjoy from, because I enjoy passenger experience. I enjoy the glassware. I enjoy the wine. I just enjoy dining on an airplane, even though the food isn't always the best. I would say I enjoy those daytime flights more, but that's, uh, And I think you might too, but I think it would depend on the situation. Now, the optimal situation is when you have a flight that's more like the 11 to 13 hours. So when you have a flight from, say, London to Hong Kong, that was one of my best flights last year. That was on British Airways A380. That flight was about 11 and a half hours, 11 and a half to 12 hours, something in that range. On that flight, I was able to do the full dinner drink my champagne have the they have they serve otard exo cognac and they also british airways almost always has vanilla ice cream so i love the cognac on top of the vanilla ice cream have a really nice dinner and then they prepare your life flat seat with the mattress and then i fell asleep i slept for over just about seven hours woke up just in time to change out of my pajamas and have breakfast that was the best that was the best timing ever so I could ex- enjoy the passenger experience and I actually landed because the flight left London about 8 o'clock at night so it was really nice 8 o'clock at okay. night I was going to sleep around 10 not too unusual because that's the other problem on the east coast with the flights getting back to that with the flights to Europe that could be very problematic when you have a flight that leaves at 6pm and and the flight's only 7 hours 6 to 7 hours who wants to go to sleep at it, no, most people don't go to sleep at 7 o'clock at night unless they're a little bit odd, right? I mean, that's not a usual bedtime for most people. Well, I, I know that going back from London to the U.S., I, I, I like lose a day the next day because I'm just like a zombie anyway. But getting back to like the opportunity cost, before we're talking about the Amex, right? And there's like two other major things. You've got the uh, chase in the city, right? And I used to love the chase because the chase, you had that prestige card and you could use the points and you get like 1.67 on aircraft. So every point would be worth 1.67 cents on American Airlines. And then I had this AT&T card, and I, you know, I do a lot on eBay, where everything on eBay would get three cents. Then every, every point was worth like 1.6. It was like every penny, every dollar I'd spend on eBay, I'd get, like, I'd get like almost five cents back in American Airlines credit. And that was the bomb for a while. But now I've gotten into the, into the chase because I like Hyatt. 
I like to stay at Hyatt if they're in the city. Because when I want to stay downtown, they are often in the suburbs. When I stay in the suburbs, they're often downtown. But that's a solid 1.4 cents minimum in my book. And you can do those, chase it, and you can transfer chase to Hyatt, right? And it's instant, isn't it? You just you yeah, just it's very it's very it's fast. Gone. Yeah, so that's like now that's my thing, my go-to like business card is uh, is the uh, chase whatever the heck it is, you know that that metal thing they give you. Yeah, no, no, which the, the new Sapphire card or the uh, yeah yeah the new Sapphire card did I, I'm kind of behind the curve on it, but I like it. So <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, oh oh, I, oh and I oh I remember I'm behind the curve because they had the twenty four seven thing where they, they you can't do a lot of stuff, so I had to get that. I got like two or three Chase cards at once, so I couldn't get credit cards for like a year. Saving up my credit card apps for the Chase, so well, I was that, kind of out of it for a while. Yeah, Chase that's always, another, you know, Chase always confuses me because the first one was the Sapphire Preferred, and then the one that you're talking about is the Sapphire Reserve. That was the one with the hundred thousand yeah. bonus. That was the real competitive card to the Amex card. But that's, I actually think that was a major marketing blunder to have two products called preferred and reserved because I can't, it's almost like yeah. the Hyatt thing with the Dis- discoverist and the explorist. I can't really remember what yeah. is what off the top of my head. And I think that that say the chase Sapphire preferred and chase Sapphire reserved are just two. are I, I, that's actually probably a great episode is like naming things where unless you're so deep into it that the names make sense because there are just that's you know the stupid thing is you know they pay consultants for these stupid names i don't want to know how much money a consultant got paid to do the discovers explorers globalist sapphire preferred sapphire whatever i mean i i want you know whoever you know got paid for that it's just should almost be in jail it's so bad you know (laughs) no absolutely well this is great and i think that's about all we have time for now thank you again jeff i really enjoy these conversations and do you have any any other final words or uh we'll just carry on with you know another episode at a later date Uh, i'll just i'll just talk to you later i know you're a busy guy flying all around okay well until next time You've reached the end of your stay with us on this episode, but we encourage you to visit our website for more resources at TravelZork.com and to continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram at TravelZork and Facebook.com slash TravelZork. Travel smarter, gamble smarter, and maximize your adventures right here on ZorkCast. Until next time, good luck.